Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. Got a couple more weeks, and we won't have just the, 
We won't just have the one, <laughs> the one, one stand uh, clapping lady. <laughs> oh man, I love that song. I love that song. I love that song. Thank you all for that song. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, before we get started, I, I want to thank. I want to thank you all. And you too. Um, as a minister who's running a church, it's not easy to do it ourselves on our own. And to have a beautiful team behind you singing and starting and ushering in a beautiful energy of the Holy Spirit, it makes me cry every single time, is <laughs> an amazing feeling. The music ministry is amazing, and you all held us up. I, I just, I, 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 I'm, I'm just following spirit. You all held us up throughout COVID when we first went into um, quarantine, and the music, I would listen to the music before I'd speak and do my talk, and each time it lifted me up. And I have my moments too. You know, when you're empathic, you feel the world, and you lifted me up, all of you, and Carl Clay, uh, Carl uh, Schluter, and Marie, and Faith, and all of you, uh, Bernard, all of you who are not here, who are part of the music team, I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, all of you from the bottom of my heart. I want to thank Berkeley. I want to thank Howard, my husband, who puts the slides together. Berkeley is our audio person. You guys work tirelessly to make this work. Matthew, I know you can hear me, because he, he is the hardest working man I've ever met who's part-time. So I just want to thank you all. I just wanted to take this time to thank you all and our congregation. Can we give them a hand? I want to thank you all for hanging in there, for being the heart of this church along with us, for supporting us, loving us, and being that prayer support that we need, and the thank yous and everything, and even when you give us the critiques to help us be better, thank you, thank you, and thank you some more. I just had to say that. I just had to say that. So, with that being said, good morning, everybody. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> Welcome to our worship service here at Unity of Farmington Hills. For you, those of you who do not know me, I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid, the senior minister here, and I am so full and blessed to be a minister of this, the minister of this church. I want to well, uh, also say happy Super Bowl Sunday, and also, as Lauren said, happy Valentine's Day. And for those of you who have give me, given me gifts, thank you for the Valentine's Day gifts and the Valentine's Day wishes, and thank you for your love, all of you. So let's begin with our announcements. Today's fellowship gathering is canceled because of the annual meeting. It will be back next week uh, on Zoom, but this week we're uh, canceling it. And then also the children's church will be, is rescheduled for 1 o'clock this afternoon so that the parents can participate in our annual meeting today. So it will still be on Zoom at 1 o'clock this afternoon for the children's church. Our annual meeting is today at 11 a.m. I am so excited to see everybody's faces. The agenda was emailed on February 2nd to everybody, which included all of the nominees for our Board of Trustees election. Our bylaws state clearly that you must renew your membership annually to be eligible to vote. Even if you are part of a married couple, you need to uh, 
fill out the form separately. So I invite you during this service to please fill out that form online before the service ends, before you enter in the meeting so you can be eligible to vote. Matthew will be checking everything out for us so that we can have you signed in. All you have to go to do is go to unityfh.com, click on that about us, scroll down to the, where it says membership form, fill it out and click submit and you will, have been, you will become eligible to vote. We want everybody to be able to be a part of this um, annual meeting. The other thing that's important about this is that it allows us to update our records and also it gives me an accurate count for when I fill out the, member, the annual minister's report for Unity Worldwide Ministries. I want to reflect all of us and I know we've grown, so please fill out that form. Thank you, thank you. And then the men's group is, is uh, going to be meeting again on Saturday at 10 a.m. on Zoom. So just go to the website, click on that, and you can be a part of it. Men, you are all welcome to join. I have a strong feeling that you're going to have a, a wonderful discussion this Saturday. Our next Family Fun Trivia Night is also on Saturday, February 19th at 7 p.m. Everyone is welcome, and feel free to invite others to join. It's always a lot of fun. Because of the annual meeting today, the women's group is going to be on February 20th, which is next Sunday. It will be on Zoom at 12.30. That way, those who are part of the children's church can be a part of the women's group. Let's continue our conversation where we left off last month, learning about each other and celebrating our unique expressions. On March 2nd, let me do a drum roll again. Can you do a drum roll for me? Oh, it's too late. <laughs> on March 6th, rather, March 6th is our Sunday services will be, our Sunday services will resume, uh, return to in-person and live stream on YouTube, so you will be able to come in. You got to wear your mask, and we keep so, we're going to keep social distancing as well. I'm excited. Aren't you all excited? <laughs> and then on that Wednesday, March 9th, I will be resuming in-person meditation and on Zoom meditation. So those of you who like to come into meditation, you'll be welcome to join us again starting on March 9th. And that will be at 7 p.m. on Zoom and in person. For the Zoom links to all of our weekly activities, our meetings, and our events, and to access our Veterans Resource page, we still have our Veterans Resource page for those veterans who are part of our church or anywhere else, you can direct them to our website. And also, we have a Nextdoor page as well. So either go to our website or read through the newsletter that Matthew sends out every Friday afternoon. To sign up for our new weekly newsletter and email blast or to change your email in our system, go to our website, go down to the bottom of the uh, homepage and fill out that form, and it'll update your email in our system. If you want to schedule an appointment with me or if you need prayer, please feel free to email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com or call me at the church, 248-737-9191. I have my office hours are Tuesdays from 10 to 4, Wednesdays from 11 to 5, but I am available after office hours. And also, if you want to send in your prayer request to the prayer ministry, Email us at prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. We'll pray over your request for 30 days and then send it to Silent Unity to be prayed over for another 30 days. I want to thank my, uh, my, our prayer chaplains, I'm, I'm very protective, <laughs> for your sacred service to our spiritual community. That is Roxanne Berry, that is Eileen Lindbergh, and that is Lynette uh, Kelly. Thank you all for your service. 
Well, this concludes our announcements. As we listen to our wonderful music team sing Surely the Presence, let's open our hearts and our minds for our daily word and our opening prayer. So the daily word for today, Sunday, February 13th, 2022, is compassionate. I am a compassionate presence. In periods of peaceful contemplation, I immerse myself in the unconditional love that joins the human family together in God. As the awareness of divine love fills my mind and heart, it dissolves all memories of difficulties and feelings of discord. Centered in divine love, I deeply feel my oneness with God and with all people. I now see the people in my life anew, beholding the divinity of each dear one I meet. My heart overflows with empathy as I respond to their troubles and celebrate their triumphs. I am patient. I listen with intention. I recognize their divinity as I recognize my own. I welcome the flow of divine love as it blesses me as well as those with whom I am sharing my compassion. And the scripture comes from Leviticus. It's chapter 19, verse 18. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me. Take a deep cleansing breath. And just let your attention float right down into the center of your chest, as we always do. Center into a space of peace within you. Allow your heart to quiet down and your mind and your body. Just relax in the presence of God, knowing that wherever you are right now, that mighty power and presence of God is right there with you. And so all is well, absolutely well. We know, God, that we are one with you 
We know you as absolute good, absolutely. And so we know we are absolute good, absolutely as well. And as we tune into that feeling and that knowing that we are good, we know that we are worthy of your love. And so we breathe in love deeply right now. And as we exhale, our hearts open to be sponges of every experience of love in our life. We take Valentine's Day as our expression of love, not just to those who are our sweethearts, but to allow you to allow us to be expressions of love in this world to everyone. We send out vibrations of love right now to soothe and quiet and heal to be expression of oneness. And so we allow ourselves just for a little bit to sit in that love, feeling joy, feeling peace, and feeling one with you just for a little bit. And we thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what, that teaches us to receive your love and love you back just as powerfully, teaches us how to love ourselves and love the world just as powerfully. And as we open up in this prayer, we raise it up in the name and nature of the indwelling Christ, thanking you, God, with gratitude, hearts of gratitude. And so it is. Amen. I get lulled away. <laughs> Woo, that soft music. I missed you, Nicholas. I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> Let's affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. Thank you, thank you. And now let's affirm our U of H growth affirmation. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us 
with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Speaking of loving, we're going to have our first special song entitled Love's in Need of Love. It'll be led by Michael.
I like that song. Who sang that song? Stevie Wonder. I thought it was. A, that's, I should know that. That's one of Howard's favorite uh, artists, is Stevie Wonder. I forgot which album that's on, but I. Songs in the Game of Life? Key of Life. Ooh, I oh, Howard said, thank you, Michael. <laughs> I should know, huh? <laughs> oh, man, I like that song. Thank you, guys. That, that was amazing, as usual. I always say that we have the sweetest, uh, the sweetest music team in unity. <laughs> now, other people may beg to get different, but I believe it for myself. <laughs> so anyway, I this cute little uh, joke. Um, this uh, cat passed away and went to heaven, and at the pearly gates, he saw Peter, and Peter said, welcome in. You've been a, um, a wonderful cat and a wonderful pet to your family, and we have a beautiful cushion waiting for you to sit on for the rest of your spiritual days. And He's so excited, and he's happy, and he, um, Peter goes and checks on him. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. So when he gets back to the gate, um, there's a family of mice that come up too, and he says, welcome, uh, join us. And he says, what can we do to make your, your time here better? And they said, well, can we get some skates? We would love to be, we've always wanted to skate. We've always run away from people and cats. We'd love to skate so we can get away faster. He said, fine. So he gave them skates that fit perfectly. So he checked on them, they were doing fine. He went back to the cat and said, hey, how you doing after a couple of days? The cat said, I am wonderful, I am so relaxed, and hey, thank you for the meals on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. You know what it reminded me of is uh, Tom and Jerry. I used to watch Tom and Jerry on um, Saturday mornings, but then before school, when I was getting ready for school, I used to watch Tom and Jerry too, so I thought, <laughs> I thought that was a cute little joke. <laughs> so as we come into this second week of February, we're in uh, some Unity churches say that February represents the month of love, but in the true uh, order that Charles and Myrtle Fillmore set it up, uh, February represents strength, the power, the spiritual power of strength. And this is, of course, Black History Month as well. So this the strength and resilience of African Americans living in the United States. That's what I'm symbolizing it as for me, living in the United States. But also, Black History Month acknowledges the accomplishments, the leadership, the creations, all of the ways that many black Americans have uh, freely throughout their using their creativity freely, not under slavery, but freely helped to build the United States and, the, and somehow the rest of the world and have changed history forever. And so I like to think that it's not a way of proving that we are worthy or not, not uh, inferior. It's a way of proving that we're all worthy of love. We're all valuable children in Christ so that we black people and white people work together cohesively as brothers and sisters in Christ. And so that's what black history reminds me of. And I'm looking for the day, just like Martin Luther King said, I'm looking for the day and it is my dream that we will walk together and that the consciousness will shift where we are all living persistently and, and consistently um, in a state of love. Amen? And so that's why I love our critical conversations, because we've been really building on that, too. Um, 
I've got to say tomorrow's critical conversations will be canceled because of Valentine's Day. So I wanted to put that out there as well. We will have the one on the fourth Monday of the month, but tomorrow's will be uh, canceled for Valentine's Day. So enjoy your loved ones, your sweetie pies. So we have been moving through the last couple months, maybe the last three or four months, through the Sermon on the Mount. And this is really powerful for me when it was put on my heart because the Sermon on the Mount is literally... Jesus' ministry, he's teaching his followers, and those followers are us. He's teaching his followers how to live in this world as brothers and sisters in Christ, co-creating with God heaven on earth, not for ourselves, but for everyone. And so we've gone through the whole phase. We've gone through chapter 5, chapter and now we're in chapter 7, which in Matthew is Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. Matthew chapter 7 is the last chapter of the Sermon on the Mount. And I want to continue. Last week we talked about do not judge others. We talked about um, healing the judgment that binds us because, I know there's one here, because by, judgment keeps us stuck in our together in an expression of love and harmony and peace and joy and prosperity. All shared, where all resources are shared equally. And so <clears throat> what Jesus is saying there was when you judge someone else, you are literally the vibration of, I need the other one? Okay. All right. We're going to let it do what it do. That's why I have this one. Is that better? Okay. That's why we have this one ready. So what was I saying? Uh... Moving out of a space of judgment into actually a space of discernment, where as you see someone and you see in them places they need to heal, you realize that in yourself, that they're a reflection of places in yourself. Now, the beautiful part is he goes in the next section talking about prayer. And prayer is the most powerful way for us to heal the judgment that binds us and move into a space of discernment. Jesus always builds upon his teachings in a way that we can use and we can put into practical application in our lives. And I love that unity is practical Christianity. We, the, four, the fifth unity principle is living the truth that we know. And the truth about Christianity is it is a series, it is a way of living in spiritual law as expressions of God in a relationship with God. And so in this section of Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11, that's entitled Effective Prayer in the New Living Translation, I'm going to start, I'm going to read that and we'll dig into it. It says, keep on asking and you will receive. What, you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Verse 9. You parents, if your children ask for uh, a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for fish... Do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good things, good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Let me just settle myself for a second. Thank you, God, for the message that you have unfolded inside of me to prepare me. I have a feeling it's going to be different <laughs> than how we practice. 
And so I'm ready and receptive. Let my human decrease that the Christ in me may come forth and hear, receive, and share your word. Thank you, God. Amen. So one of the things that I noticed as I was reading this is that it, a, ask, seek, and, and knock are acronyms for the word ask. <laughs> so, but it's interesting because asking, seeking, and knocking are all expressions of prayer. They're all three different expressions of prayer. And they represent different phases as well. So when we're asking, we're not begging for something when you're truly coming from the sense of prayer. And the title of my talk is in Intentional Prayer. When you're being intentional about how you're praying with God, you're not begging, you're not, you're not uh, bargaining, you're not pleading with God. As a matter of fact, prayer, in its true sense of the word, represents communion between God and man. It represents having that time where you feel the oneness with God. And through that feeling of oneness with God, you tune into the vibration of God inside of you. And through the thoughts that come to you, you feel or the images that come to you. Because a lot of times <clears throat> God will speak to us through images. The images that come to us, as we interpret those images, we tune into God's divine ideas. And as we tune into God's divine ideas... We, we go into prayer and asking, and then as we ask, the Holy Spirit within us, the Christ in us, that spirit, divine spark of, that spark of divinity inside of us goes and expresses it in our life. So what does it mean to ask when you seriously look at what it means to ask? What it means to ask when you feel truly in your heart a desire from God, it means to claim it. The Bible says that we inherit the kingdom of heaven and all its riches. We inherit it. That's why Jesus keeps telling us to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, because it is yours. There's aspects, and it's not a limited amount. The universe is so infinite, but in each and every one of us, the way we were created to be, there is a true desire of expression. There's a true plan on your life. There's a true purpose in your life that you are here to express in this world. And nothing can stop you from doing it except you. We're the only ones that can stop ourselves from living out and seeking and knocking on the door, asking, seeking, and living out and knocking on the door, on the door to the kingdom of heaven inside of us. I love what Charles Fillmore says about communion. He says, this communion takes place in the innermost part of man's being. It is the only way to cleanse and perfect the consciousness and thus per permanently heal the body. And Jesus says not to just ask one time, not to just knock, seek one time, not to just knock one time. We are meant to have a perpetual for the rest of our life, ongoing up close and personal, intentional relationship with God, where we claim the things that come upon our heart as if they are ours, where we go out and seek the expression of the very thing that we desire to, be, to experience in our life. 
Where we knock on the door that's blocking us from stepping into the consciousness of actually being that experience. Now, there are several things that we have to do in order to step into that place. He's, he mentions here that you parents. Now, that's a powerful thing because when he talks about you parents here and he brings us into our human realm of what the, the things that we'd love to give our parents, which most of us who are parents that are coming from a consciousness of love desire to give the best to our children. Yes? We desire for our children to experience the best, yes? Now, if you desire that for your child, that which is a part of you and those people who've adopted their children, same thing. They've adopted your children and taken them in as if they're their own. And they want the best as well, the greatest and good for their children. The difference between us and God is that God already knows because God has already created what is best for us. And God has already planted it in each and every one of our hearts. It is in the subconscious part of your mind. And the only way to tune into what you're really asking for and claiming in your life is to tune into God. You have to go into the right consciousness to receive the right thing that your heart is truly desiring. And that's the kingdom of God. And we already know how to do that because we've been talking about this since I've gotten here. And that is through having a direct relationship with God. Like every single day, you wake up and the first thing you do is acknowledge the spirit in you. Like before you even open your eyes, you experience that presence, that feeling, that essence within you. Like before you even open your mouth to talk to your loved one or the world, your mind opens up to God. Like before you even get up out of the bed, you tune into the presence of your heart beating, knowing that it is not you that's beating your heart. It is the presence of God that's beating your heart. Like before you even get up to go do your life, you sit and you ask, what is my heart's desire? What is on my plan to do today? And then you had it. You, you sit there until you feel it manifesting itself in your mind. Because in the mind is the form of creation first. The truth is everything that is there waiting for you is waiting for you in spirit first. The truth is that before we can create anything, it has to be created in the mind first. The truth is before any invention was created, it was created in the mind first, then written out on paper, and then created from there. The truth is you are the very essence of the thing that you are asking for, the thing that you are seeking, and the thing that you got to knock out of the way to step into the consciousness of what you need, what you desire. The truth is that before you could even desire it, God has created it and waiting for you to be ready to receive it. Are you ready to receive it? Yes? So for us to have a greater experience of God, the key to all prayer is faith. But it's not just faith. Is strengthening it over and over and over and over until your very life is a walking, living, moving, breathing expression of asking, which is claiming that which is yours. And we use claiming, the word we use for claiming is affirming, our fourth unity principle, right? Affirming those things that be not as though they were. You affirm it, but you can't just affirm it in the human realm, that which is waiting for you in the spirit realm. You have to go inside and tune in. That's why before we pray, we take a deep breath. We center ourselves in our heart. 
we tune into the presence of God, we open up our eyes and ears to hear, and then we speak what comes forth to ask. The truth is we don't really know what to ask for, what to seek, or where to knock, what door to knock on of our own mind. But God does. And I promise you that there is no greater presence in your life. There's no greater gift waiting for you in your life. There's no greater thing to seek, asking you should find. There's no greater thing to find. No, asking you should receive. There's no greater thing to receive. There's no greater thing to, re to find. And there's no greater door that will open in your life than the presence of God within you, the relationship you have with God. Like, think about that. Like, seriously, think about that. When you know that what you feel coming on you is God, you can't help but claim it. You can't help but claim it. I remember when it hit me that I'm meant to be a minister. Like, I let go of all my excuses, and I surrendered. And I asked, am I to be a minister? I feel it. Am I to be a minister? And I was at the same time that Flint called to ask me to come speak at their church, Unity Church of Flint. My, form, my teacher from the ministerial school that I had left several years back called to remind me to enroll for the winter classes in 2015. And when someone, people started asking me even more that day to pray for them, it was like that answer came like deeply inside of me. And then when I, when I sought out to find inside of myself the strength, the knowing, and the confidence, it was there. You cannot seek in the outer world what it is you need in the inner world. And then I had to knock down self-doubt, Worry, and he tells us not to worry. I had to knock down low self-esteem. I had to knock down the confidence to do it. And I had to totally surrender to God. Like, let it all go. And the moment I did, everything flowed. Even when there were moments where it seemed that there was a hiccup, everything flowed. When I asked, where am I to be? When I realized I wasn't supposed to be at Unity Church of Flint, it was around the time I was starting to get an inkling that I wasn't supposed to be there. Friends of Unity called the, min the ministerial school to ask were there any students who could go around and, and fill in for the minister who was retiring. And they called me. And I had a feeling that I wasn't supposed, I'm like, I don't know. And I was complaining to my girlfriend, <laughs> I'm too busy. I don't have to, I can't do it. And I, I don't see it. And she's like, didn't you say you wanted to speak at other churches? Yeah, but I don't know that I have time. That was inside me, blocking me. I wasn't in the spirit realm. I was in the human realm. But the other thing is, it wasn't meant for me to be there. Sometimes we ask, seek, and find, and knock on the doors of things that are from the human desires and wants, and not truly what's spiritually meant for us. And so when that came, I wasn't ready, and it wasn't for me to be there. And so in that moment, my heart wasn't ready to ask, 
My soul wasn't ready to seek, and my body wasn't ready to knock. And there are times in our life where we're in that place. And it's important for us to, when we're in that place, it's important to us to sit with God even more in our relationship and to settle in deeply, because I promise you, when it, it is what is yours, it will come to you. No one else can take it. No one else can, um, it, it is, no one else can earn it. No one else can seek it. No one else can knock on the door to it. It is yours. And so there's this scripture that I always use. It's in Matthew chap, I mean Mark chapter 11, and it's verse 24. And this really hit me when I was in that space. Jesus says, I tell you, and again, this is Mark chapter 11, verse 24. I tell you, you can ask for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Now, I, after that, I had stepped deeply into it, and I believed there was a church out there for me. But this was the other thing that came to me. Not only did I believe that there was a church I was supposed to be, I also believed that there was someone who was supposed to take over Unity Church of Flint. So when I started to believe, and when I knew that I was going to be leaving where I was working, I also affirmed that someone would take the space, that I was preparing the space at the church, Unity Church of Flint, and I was preparing the space where I was working as assistant, ma as assistant minister at, I mean, assistant manager, I'm all up in the minister, ain't I? <laughs> assistant manager at Wilson's Leather and when I was at uh, Famous Footwear, I knew someone else was going to take that place and I prepared that place. So when you feel yourself ready to move, when you feel yourself ready to ask, when you feel yourself ready to seek, when you feel yourself ready to knock, all of those aspects, and knocking is just an expression of prayer that they used back then. When you feel yourself ready to move, bless the space that you are in in the moment so that it will be better when you leave it for the person who's going to step into it. And as you're blessing that space, I promise you, you become the vibration that will bless the space you step into. The next church that called to speak, for me to speak, was Detroit Unity Temple. And when I spoke there, it was on my birthday that I spoke there. And I was so excited. No, it was the day, the, 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 it was the 10th, I mean the um, 17th. It was after my birthday. And it was there that a certain minister heard me speaking, who referred me here. Reverend James Parker heard me speaking there. So in those moments where you feel led to ask, go into the spirit because God will give you the words to ask. God will give you the when to ask. God will give you when to seek. God will give you when to knock. God will give you all of those expressions on when. That's the most powerful part about this is the key is faith and perseverance. And do not let go until you are guided there. And when you get there, do not let go because when you get where it is that you have prayed for, when you get what it is that you have prayed for, I promise God's not done with you yet. It's time to go further than that. Amen? I seek what is greatest and what is my greatest and best. Together, I seek what is my greatest and best. I ask for God's graces in my life. Together, I ask for God's graces in my life. I knock on the kingdom of heaven. Together, I knock on the kingdom of heaven. So when you feel a desire, your heart desiring, when you know that it's God's truth for you, you will know it because of that relationship you have with God. Step deeply into the faith of it. 
Step into intentional prayer. Because every thought, every action, every, way, every word, every belief is a form of prayer. But it is important for us to be intentional about it, to be faithful about it, to be persistent about it to be truthful about it, to be honest about it, and to trust God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And when you do that, every single thing will fall into place. Am I here? Yes? Did it fall into place? I am a walking testimony that when you seek the presence of God, when you ask to experience the presence of God, it will manifest in your life. When you seek to experience the presence of God, it will, you will find it in your life. And when you knock on the kingdom of heaven, not only will you experience it, it will manifest in every area of your life. And so I close with a brief prayer, thanking you, God, for blessing me, blessing this ministry, blessing everyone connected to Unity of Farmington Hills, and blessing the world. We promise and set an intention to intentionally walk in prayer Asking, seeking, and knocking on the kingdom of heaven and experiencing a deeper relationship with you, God. In the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. And God, happy Valentine's Day. Thank you all.
Thank you, Lauren. That was Give Me Words to Speak. And thank you, Lauren, for leading that. I forgot to introduce that. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's uh, think about how we feel led. To, that was a perfect song for that message. You know, I'm just loving how God works that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's take a, take a deep breath, gently close your eyes and bring to mind what you feel led to give as a donation to Unity of Farmington Hills and take a deep breath. Breathing in prosperity. And let us go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And of course, you know, you can go online and do your donation at unityfh.com and click the donate button. Now, if you do not want your donation to go through PayPal, scroll to the bottom where it says debit card, credit card. Use that. And that's how you can make your donation. And then also, if you're sending them in, send your checks to Unity of Farmington Hills, 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. Doing that for you, Dennis. <laughs> and also, remember to make your purchases through smile.amazon.com because Unity of Farmington Hills gets proceeds every time you make a purchase. Now let us just, uh, we can stand up so we can do our... our um, our virtual prayer, just bring to mind those who you are praying for. Call out their names into this virtual prayer circle that we have going on. And as you hear these names being called out, God, we know that you are blessing them, that you're praying for them through us. So the Christ in us is calling forth the Christ in them to manifest the Christ in their circumstances, their situation, their body, in whatever way that is according to your divine plan. And we thank you, God, for shifting our consciousness to move and breathe and have our being in the kingdom of heaven because that's where we do our power, our asking, our seeking, and our finding. In the name of, and knocking, in the name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us do our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And now we'll do our peace song.
Well, thank you all for tuning in. Have a beautiful Sunday. For those of you who are coming to the annual meeting, I'll see you then. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Enjoy your day. Peace and blessings. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.